You are listening to the Love is Black podcast. For season five, we are diving into the great black love story between Vibe and Brandon. Every week, a different chapter will chronicle this love story. This week, Brandon. Chapter six, Brandon. Brandon awoke to the high-pitched screaming of Denisha and his mother. It was the day before the wedding and everything was going wrong from what he could hear. The limo driver needed to be paid 24 hours before, the caterer did not have a vegan entree option, and the forecast called for rain during the outdoor ceremony. It sounded like the end of the world, but he had no intention of helping. He was not going to be the errand boy for the day. Brandon lay in bed thinking about yesterday and all the possibilities. Seeing Vibe again was unexpected, and he did not know how he felt about it. He was thrilled that she finally got to meet Queen Summer. That was number one on her bucket list, and Brandon was glad to have been there. The conversation was awkward initially, but it did not take long for them to fall into familiar territory. Communication was always their strength until it wasn't. The noise was getting louder and Brandon needed to plan his escape. How could he go without being seen? He could take a quick shower and get dressed, but leaving the house was tricky. He looked around for his phone and found it under his bed. There was one notification. It was a message from Vibe. She wanted to know if he was free to hang out today. Brandon stared at that text for a few seconds and wondered if he was free to see her again. If they were to sit down and talk, they would have to talk about the end of their love affair. Brandon was not sure if he was ready to relieve that. He did not know how Vibe felt with the end of their relationship, but Brandon went to a dark place after she walked away. He put his phone down, took a long shower and dressed quickly. He knew he had much to think about and he could not do it in that house. Brandon needed to walk the streets of his favorite city and decide what to do. He slipped out of his room and slowly walked to his front door. It was strangely quiet. He thought to himself, maybe they went out to run some errands. Brandon got to the door, opened it ever so slowly and backed out. He closed that heavy door and took a deep breath. He turned around only to find his mother and Denisha standing right there. Where are you going, Mr. Jones? His mother asked. Yeah, where do you think you're going, cousin? Denisha also asked. I am just going for a walk. What's it to you? Brandon answered. Is it one of your famous all day walks, son? Mom asked judgingly. Listen, ladies, I had a long day yesterday and I need to clear my head. I have a lot on my mind, Brandon explained. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard, but I'm getting married tomorrow. So whatever's on your mind will have to wait. I need your help today, Denisha explained. I can't do it today, Nisha. I need to go. Don't you have other people who can help? Brandon said while trying to walk past. Why would I ask other people to help when I have family? Denisha asked defiantly. 
Yes, Mr. Jones, why should she get the help of strangers when her family is right here, his mother remarked. Because this family member needs time for himself. There must be someone who has nothing to do today. I need a mental health break, Brandon pleaded. Mental health break? What's that? Stop talking like a little bitch. Be a man. I need you to be a man today, not some soft boy who needs to see a shrink, Denisha shockingly said. Brandon looked at his mother for support. There was none to be found. If there was anybody who should have supported him at this moment, it was his mother. She knew about his struggles. His mother, seeing the look on his face, realized she needed to say something. Listen, son. I know you're not feeling your best right now. I also know your cousin did not mean to say what she just said to you. I'm sure she feels really bad about it. She would not purposely insult someone she needs help from. Right, young lady? His mom said, staring directly at the bride. Denisha stood there for a moment before she just started crying. I'm sorry, Brandon. I didn't mean to disrespect you. I'm getting married tomorrow and everything is going wrong. The pressure of planning this got to me and I let it out on you. Please forgive me. You know you're my favorite cousin, right? You understand, don't you, son? She's speaking out of frustration. Do not hold that against her. Brandon's mom interjected. Can you find it in your heart to forgive her? Brandon watched as these two women looked at him, hoping he could forgive. He knew this was not over. They knew Brandon like most men could not handle seeing a woman cry. He knew where this was going. Fine, I will chalk this up to Bridezilla syndrome. What you said was still messed up though, cousin. Thank you for understanding. You know I love you. Can you help me please? Denisha exclaimed. I really need to get away and clear my head. You sure there's nobody else who can help you? Brandon asked futilely. No, cousin. Everybody has abandoned me. The only help I'm getting is from your mom and hopefully you. I'm a damsel in distress. Help a bitch out, Denisha said. How about this, son? Brandon's mom commented. You need some time to yourself. And Denisha needs you to handle this important errand today. What if I let you drive your dad's car to run the errand? Brandon and Denisha were speechless. You would let me drive the rolls? Brandon was astonished. Yes, I would. Just for today, though. You only need to go to one place. So take your time and take the scenic route. Deal? Mom had laid out the plan. Can I come? I've never been in the Rolls Royce before, Denisha said excitedly. Hell no. If I do this, I'd do it alone, Brandon responded. Are you saying yes, Denisha said? All right, yes. As long as I get to drive dad's car alone. Deal, Brandon exclaimed. Deal, mom and Denisha responded in unison. Where the car? Where the car keys, mom? Brandon exclaimed which should have been a relaxing morning of walking for Brandon, turned into an adventure to find a florist. As he prepped to drive, he remembered he had to get back home in time to meet Vibe in the city. 
Even though he was not sure about hanging out with her, he agreed to meet with her later this afternoon, so he had to go. After listening to strict instructions from his mother about driving his father's car and Denisha telling him what he was picking up, he was off. Brandon knew driving in the morning on the Belt Parkway would be a problem, so he hit the road. He immediately was stuck in traffic and it looked bad. He was at a standstill, so it's time to pick the music. He could not plug his phone into a silver shadow. Luckily, he had his ear pods. He picked a playlist that he cur curated with his father years ago at random, and then he let it play. Traffic started to move and he could see the bridge. He was immediately reminded of the first time he drove Vibe to Staten Island when they were dating years ago. He had brought her to New York over spring break to see his borough and the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. His friends surprised them at the garden and loved her immediately. They told her the most embarrassing stories they could about Brandon while he cringed in horror. He was so upset, but, he, but she laughed and told him to relax. Don't take yourself so serious, Finn, she said. Who the fuck is Finn? One of his friends asked. It's my nickname for Phineas. What do you guys call him? Vibe asked, confused. You let her call you Phineas? She must be the one, another comrade screamed. If a black man could blush, Brandon would have. These so-called friends of his were ruining this day he had planned with Vibe. He walked away disappointed thinking the day was a disaster. Brandon could feel the tears coming and he did not want Vibe to see him like this. He did not get very far though. Vibe came over wondering why he left. He tried to hide his face, but she saw him. What's wrong, Finn? You okay? Vibe asked, concerned. Nothing, babe, I just needed a minute. He responded meekly. A minute for what? I thought we were having a good time with your crew. You embarrassed they know you love me? Vibe asked jokingly. It's not funny. I wanted today to be special. Before he could turn away, the tears flowed. I thought you would love seeing the flowers with me. I wanted to show you my Brooklyn and they came and ruined it. Brandon turned away to wipe his tears. He was so flustered. Oh my God, Finn, this is special. They did not ruin anything. They couldn't ruin this moment. Come here, Vibe said in shock. She grabbed him by the waist and gave him the biggest hug she could. She had never seen him like this before and she didn't really know what to do. Brandon did nothing at first, but eventually hugged her back. He took a deep breath, stepped back and looked at Vibe. Are you okay? Can I do something for you? Vibe asked, concerned. No, I'm fine. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with life. Sorry. You don't think any less of me now, do you? Brandon asked nervously. Vibe looked at him surprised. Phineas Brandon Jones. I have never loved you more than I do right now. How could I feel anything but respect and admiration for my man? Vibe responded lovingly. 
Now, are you sure there isn't anything I can do for you? Brandon bent down and lifted her up for a long kiss. You just did, babe. He responded. That was the moment he knew he was going to marry her. The friends caught up and they continued walking together. Brandon and Vibe laughed with them and the mood changed. Brandon was so engrossed in this memory that he almost missed his exit. His mission today was to find the one florist in Brooklyn who had Denisha's favorite flower in stock. The coral fringe tulip had a serrated edge to their petals and add texture and visual interest with a, dink, with a deep pink hue. That's the information Brandon found on his, on his search engine. He knew all she cared about was the deep pink hue. He regained his focus and drove to the address she gave him. There did not appear to be a florist shop here though. He was not surprised either. He verified the address he was given and parked the car. Brandon walked up to the store and knocked, no answer. He knocked one more time and after a minute started to leave. The door opened as he was walking away. Who are you looking for, brother? An older black man yelled out. I'm supposed to pick up some flowers for a wedding tomorrow. I was given this address, Brandon responded. Oh, yo, the pink tulips, right? I have those in the back. Meet me around back. What are you driving? The man asked. Brandon pointed to the rolls. That he responded proudly. You came here in a Rolls Royce? Do you have a death wish, man? Hurry up and come out the back before you get shot, the older man said. Yes, sir. Brandon ran back to the car and pulled into his driveway. What he saw was remarkable. There's a greenhouse with hundreds of flowers, roses, irises, orchids, daisies, too many more to name. Brandon looked around in amazement and was in awe. Now he understood why he had to drive here. Way in the back, he saw rows and rows of tulips. As he scanned the selection, he saw Denisha's flowers. They were gorgeous and they were definitely worth the trip. What do you think, young man? The older man asked. By the look on Brandon's face, he already knew the answer. Sir, this is amazing. I love horticulture. And aside from Brooklyn Botanical, this is the most glorious collection I've ever seen. How long have you been gardening, sir? Brandon asked. You know about flowers? Oh, that's wonderful. I rarely ever find anthophiles in Brooklyn. My grandmother loved gardening. It was how she dealt with being a black woman in this country. She grew our food and supplied flowers for young black couples during the Harlem Renaissance. My blood is in every petal. The older man told Brandon, I've always had a real connection with flowers. Glad I'm not the only black man who loves horticulture. I could talk about flowers all day, but my cousin needs these flowers. Are they ready for transport? Brandon asked. Yes, sir, they are ready. Your cousin has great taste. I gave her what she paid for, plus all the rest. Please let her know I hope she has a wonderful wedding ceremony. Let's put them in the back seat, the older man replied. After gently placing the flowers in the back seat, Brandon went to the driver's seat when he thought of something. 
Sir, if you have a moment, I have a question, Brandon asked. Of course, anything for you, how can I help? Years ago, I took my now ex to Brooklyn Botanical and there was a flower she saw and fell in love with. It is called the hardy hibiscus. I can never seem to find it. I'm actually going to see her today and would love to surprise her. Do you know where I can find it? Brandon asked hopefully. Oh, you mean Lady Baltimore? Of course I do, follow me. They walked to a bright part of the greenhouse and there they were. Are these what you were looking for? Absolutely, you have so many. How much for a bouquet? Brandon asked as he reached for his wallet. Your money is no good here, young man. Let me wrap these up for you, the florist replied. Sir, I appreciate that, but I can pay you for them, Brandon responded. I cannot accept money for these flowers. I can tell by your smile that the recipient of these flowers is someone you love. That is all the payment I need. Please accept these as a gift from my grandmother and me, the older man answered. I certainly will. Thank you so much. I apologize, I never got your name. I'm Brandon, and you are? Brandon asked, holding out his hand. Norman Taylor III. Nice to meet you, Brandon. I'm glad these flowers will go to someone who will appreciate them, Norman responded. He stepped away and returned with a breath breathtaking bouquet of flowers. What do you think about this, Brandon? Majestic, Mr. Taylor. You sure I can take these? Brandon asked again. I would be offended if you didn't, son. Norman responded, smiling. Brandon thanked him again and took the flowers. He placed them in the passenger seat of the rolls gently and buckled them in. This was precious cargo. His ride back home was fast. When he arrived, his mother was ready to inspect the vehicle. After confirmation that the car was in the same condition it was when it left, she smiled. They unloaded the flowers together and set them aside by a window so they could get some sun. Brandon grabbed the other flowers and brought them in. Are those flowers for the wedding too, Mom asked? No, the flower, the florist gave them to me. He was so nice, Brandon answered. Are they for me, Mom asked? No, Mom, they're for Vibe. I'm going to see her in a little while, Brandon said under his breath, hoping this would not lead to questions. That girl's in town, how's she doing? Mom inquired. Brandon clued his mom in. He talked about seeing Vibe at the Queen Summer event, the quick conversation they had and how they agreed to meet up for coffee. He mentioned how happy Vibe was to meet the Queen. That's good to hear. Now, as your mother, I have some concerns. Can we talk? Mom asked. Sure, Mom. What do you want to talk about? Brandon asked, but he already knew. I just don't want you to get your hopes up. I saw you after she walked away from you five years ago. Are you looking to get back together with this girl, Mom asked? No, Mom. I have been thinking about that a lot lately. I'm not gonna lie to you. Seeing her made me reminisce about old times. She was my best friend. I thought she was the one. But after I got past the initial excitement of seeing her, I started thinking, 
when she left me in Baltimore, I was so hurt. I was so lost. I had envisioned a family, kids, and everything with her. She wasn't willing to stay with me in her hometown where her father lived. I blamed myself. It had to be me. She loved Baltimore. Why leave it? She left because I was there. It took me a year to get my confidence back. I know you know that. I am not looking to rekindle anything. There is no flame to reignite. I'm looking for closure. You have nothing to worry about, Mom. Brandon responded defiantly. Good to hear, son. I just needed to be sure you were not going to get your heart broken again. Mom replied, but she knew it wasn't true. Her son was in love and sooner or later, he was going to put his heart on the chopping block again for this girl. Love makes you do crazy things. Thanks, mom. I know you only ask because you love me. I also know you don't believe me. That's fine too. I plan on proving you wrong. I have to head to the city now. See you later, Brandon replied. He grabbed those flowers and headed to the train station. Brandon thought he had time, but the talk with his mother took longer than expected. He was going to be late and he hated to be late, but what could he do? Brandon got off at a stop and he stepped on the sunny New York streets. After a few blocks, he was across the street from the coffee shop vibe picked. She was seated by the window and he stared for a moment. In his mind, he thought, remember how she left you years ago, man? Don't walk in there all in love and shit. Be cool. Hand her the flowers. Remind her what she left. She walked away from the perfect life, not you. After his inner monologue hyped him up, he crossed the street and entered the cafe five minutes late. Or so he thought. Brandon walked over to her and said hello. Vive seemed a little annoyed, but she smiled at him. She was sipping on some coffee when he arrived. Hey, Vibe. Or should I say howdy, Brandon quipped. She responded, ha, ha, ha. And he sat down and put down the flowers. At his seat, there was a chai latte. She remembered. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.